Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. Where you're listening from, I would really love to hear uh, from you so that we could talk more on uh, African health. Um, I have with me a special guest that I uh, uh, I, I actually met twice at an event uh, uh, by uh, Chemo. Shout out to Omex Space, who was making it possible for Africans to network and uh, talk about, you know, how we could further on collaborate, uh, which that platform is is. People are talking about, you know, I met my first client. I've I've networked with this and so. So it's it's actually a refreshing and valuable uh, place to meet fellow Africans who uh, who are keen to work together and work with other people. So a shout out to Chemo uh, for that. And um, so I have the lady here, and uh, I introduced her. She's a medical doctor with a diploma in small business management, and also the founder of Hello Doc an online medical advice startup for foreign graduate students or professionals who live in the Netherlands. HelloDoc provides medical advice, medical notes, prescription, medication, and more when needed in order to reduce delays and potential complication when trying to access a general practitioner. She's also a self-published author and uh, guest speaker, and we have her here on the show. Uh, Sabina, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Miss Abba. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. I know uh, you just uh, you probably got a little <laughs> lost in the building. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. No, it's, uh, it's all right. <laughs> how are you this Sunday? I'm good. I've had a busy Sunday, uh, but we uh, everything's successful. Went to church, gave my, uh, you know, usual teaching to the kids, 11 to 12-year-olds. Is it? Ah, uh, uh, that's lovely. Yeah, I think it's always good to be part of that community. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely love it. So is there any anything that you that you teach or you would like to empower us with? <laughs> Actually, it is. Today, the teaching was about following examples. So one of the things that we got to do was get the youths to mirror each other. And so the youngest had to take part in an action and the oldest had to follow the example mm. and then we talked about okay so who do you follow as uh, as role yeah. models it was great to see these uh, kids share who they follow who they don't why and uh, the most important thing was that youtube <laughs> social media is one of the best things that you know wow. people follow yeah so that's great to get that kind of information from the yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i love this is probably like the first time i've heard cuz it's in a, in a church setting right mm. that teaching is done in such an interactive way yeah. where children have the opportunity to to yeah. voice out yeah. you know what what's going through their mind yeah. and i love that yeah. That's something that I'm very passionate about, how to get kids to talk about what's happening in their day-to-day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've probably had it before. You ask your child, I have a kid, and I tell her, ask her, how was your day at school? She's like, well, I don't know. She never knows anything, right? <laughs> but once you give her clear examples, for example, who made you laugh today? And then she she comes up with a name, and then you get the conversation going. Yeah. So it's really important for us to know how to dialogue with children because yeah. it's, uh, it's quite a challenging uh, age group. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. absolutely. I love that. I love that. I think that's another topic. I would probably invite you on more because <laughs> yeah. uh, even on that on that piece, it uh, inspired me to kind of look at ways mm. as, where it's not just from one sided yeah. thing you're teaching, you know, yeah. but um, actually hearing what people are saying. Yeah. Uh, and in this case, kids. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love that. Yeah. 
Um, well, I know your background. You know, you're a doctor, which is uh, <laughs> which is uh, the the yeah the occupation that you know, especially Africans, really much respect mm. and uh, honor. And it's such a good thing to have you here uh, to to also talk about you know what's what goes on within you know African community, especially as it relates to our health. Um, for those that might not know, in your own words, who is Sabina Fonderson? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Sabine Fonderson is uh, very passionate about many things. Um, so even the fact that I happen to be a doctor doesn't stop me. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think it actually impedes me from doing other things. Um, but I, I, I was uh, born in Cameroon, and uh, when I was young, I left Cameroon and uh, moved to England. Um, I yeah. happen to be uh, very blessed with the family I came from because my grandfather used to be an ambassador. So he's expo his life has exposed my life to traveling new cultures. Yeah. So from a very young age, I was uh, exposed to different cultures and uh, moved to the Netherlands when I was about 12. And uh, we were planning on staying here just for a couple of years. And my parents were going to move to another country. Yeah. And they ended up leaving me by myself. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> but they did uh, decide to emigrate to the States. And I ended up staying here uh, longer than I had imagined and continues my medical uh, studies. Um, and I, I was just happy staying here, actually. I wanted to go to the United States, but I thought, no, Europe mm -hmm. is nice. It's got lots of culture, too. And it was closer to one of my projects I was very passionate about, which was sending medical students to Africa to be yeah. part of that culture, but also mm -hmm. to take it, you know, take part in internships. So as that company grew, I had a reason to stay longer yeah. in the Netherlands, and that's really what um, um, made me not pursue a life in the United States. Yeah. And um, then I became a mother and, uh, yeah, continued working in the emergency department uh, back in Scotland. I did that for many years. Moved back to the Netherlands in 2017. And you must then, love the Netherlands. Uh, something <laughs> just keeps on bringing me back here. I think it's the weather. <laughs> yeah, is it? <laughs> yeah. The weather does it for me. I just love it when it's raining all the time. You and do? Go, no, I'm joking. No, it must be a joke. <laughs> it is a, a huge joke. No, I think um, what brought me back was, um, in, in all fairness, Brexit was one of the huge issues for me to come back. So, um, and also my daughter. I wanted a place for my daughter to to be to grow up not having to worry about many things and the Netherlands is actually still to today one of the best countries to raise yeah. children where it's open they can go out there there's fresh Absolutely. air so there were a lot of factors but I think it had to do with okay where do I want to raise my child in a place where it's yeah. open and you know accepting and uh, yeah that was it um, and coming back here made me realize that I have so much opportunities and obviously I met a lot of people like mm -hmm. you like yeah. uh, the platform that Chemo has uh, yeah, started absolutely. It, it's been wonderful coming back so I'm, I'm very blessed and happy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to hear because then um, and, I, and I love how you you pretty much knew that what you're passionate about and yeah. it, 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 it helped you to choose your location because yeah. normally I, I look at myself years ago especially in my teens US would have me to be so excited I'll be like let's go to US because yeah. that's where everything, everything happens. happens yeah I agree I yeah. was when I went to the US uh, I was still a, a kid I was about 10 11 years old and we went every single year and I knew that I wanted to be there I just thought mm. that this is the land of opportunity everything yeah. was huge the, the food were huge the cars the were huge the houses <laughs> were huge the swimming pools were huge and I just knew I wanted to go back and I actually when I started medical school 
I knew even if I finished here, I'm going to do the exams mm. and go back. But something changed. Um, and, and I kind of realized that, yes, although the U.S. is great, yeah. the kind of opportunities I was looking for was not really what I wanted in terms of just making it big financially. I wanted to really impact people. And like I said, the project that I set up at Students Help in Africa helped me to realize it's good to be close to your roots so that you can yeah. actually have that very direct contact. And I was missing that in the United States. And uh, and I found it living here and, yeah. and doing that. And again, the opportunities here have been really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Like, they're kind of... Because um, one thing that we notice with a lot of young people is that not everybody gets to that point where they, they get it. You know, yes. they have yeah. this, I know what I want. I know impact is my is my thing. Yes. You know, yeah. um, some even overlook the talents that they have. And I remember... Um, because I did um, about 10 years ago, I did a, a pageant and I remember there was a, a talent development uh, within it. And I remember one lady saying, you know, I don't know what my talent is. You know wow. what I mean? And I just realized looking back that that is really a crucial period for a lot of people Absolutely. that if they don't know it, they will overlook it and just live life because. Or they are told what to do exactly. based on their personality or based on certain families deciding for them. Yeah. Finding your talent is really, really hard. Uh, but I always, even with my daughter, and, and I know this comes from me being a mother, <laughs> I don't try to steer her. For example, a long time ago, well, she's only seven, so it wasn't that long ago, but <laughs> she did tell me, um, I want to be a dog professor. And I looked at her, I'm like, what does that mean, a yeah, dog so. professor? But she had already, at a young age, an affinity to dogs. And she was also a very shy, introvert uh, child. Yeah. So I remember thinking to myself, as a doctor myself, having studied uh, childhood development, I thought, okay, how do I get my kid to be a little bit more outgoing? Mm. And I made the biggest mistake of buying a dog. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm stuck with this dog, which obviously now I love. You have to take care of everything. Care of. But I've noticed how having... The, the presence of a, uh, of a pet has made her so much more open, so much more uh, involved. We go out now, she's, she's much more uh, open towards other children. Now she loves to talk about her dog. And there's been a huge uh, shift. So what you're saying is that finding talent is not only about waiting for a child to be a certain age, but listening to their, to their words, to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Until today, she's, not long, she's no longer saying, I want to be a dog professor. Now she's saying, I want to be an animal doctor. So uh, okay. things mm-hmm. are really changing. And it's, I'm not, it's taking shape. <laughs> it's taking shape. And I'm not, I'm not pushing her towards it, but I'm actually giving her the tools to make sure that she can build upon her wishes. And that's, yeah. I think, what we as parents must do, listen to what our children want. She's the only child. At the moment. Well, she's the only child here. I, I have been blessed with having adopted a child in Cameroon. And today is actually her 14th birthday. Oh, so oh I wanna congratulations. Happy birthday. Yeah, Abigail Happy is 14. And Shout out to uh, Abigail. Yes, uh, I met her when she was six months uh, old. And I was at that time uh, doing my internship as a medical student in Cameroon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, I was born there, but I was never raised there. So going back... You know, in my mid, uh, early 20s, was a huge eye-opener. Yeah. And meeting Abigail, an orphan child, in living in the hospital without any family, that just, you know, that, that, that yeah. My, yeah. I just, it was just, like, heartbreaking. And I just, you know, vowed that I would take care of her with all the intentions to take her with yeah. me to the Netherlands. But yeah. obviously, I was very naive as to how that procedure goes. <laughs> right. But I've been a, a part of her life, and she's been a part of my life ever since she was six yeah. months. So, yeah, absolutely. Love that. Yeah. Love that. What, um... Uh, uh, let's just say a lean way of adopting. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Exactly. No, it is. It, yeah. It's good, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I love it. So within your journey, because I also saw that you um, did small business management. I did, yeah. <laughs> how did that come about? And, and how has that been to our shape in your medical journey, actually? Um, so good question. So we talked a little bit about what children uh, want when they're kids. I remember being, you know, just about when you're doing your A-levels, so your parents ask you, so what do you want to do with your future, right? Yeah. And I remember uh, saying uh, to my dad, I, I, I want to be like you. He's, he traveled a lot, you know, and I always wanted to travel, but I didn't know, obviously, how I was going to make that happen. And I remember my mom, you know, encouraging me to do something with helping other people because I said I want to help other people. Yeah. And then finally the conversation came down to being a doctor. I was like, being a doctor, and then I remember asking, do you get to travel as a doctor? Can you work anywhere in the world? And she said, yes. I'm like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. So I could get to travel around the world and help people. And um, but one of the things that I really also liked was what my dad did. And I knew that he was a, an entrepreneur. From a very young age, I saw my dad get into all kinds of businesses. And his first company was a software company called Escar Trading. And he used to, you know, trade back in the days, you know, with a uh, floppy disk. <laughs> we didn't have all these great software. No. <laughs> then. And he always used to, like, uh, buy all these PC magazines. So I was all very much from a small age already uh, uh, exposed to, to software and, to, yeah. and everything IT. Right. So I wanted to combine what my what I got from my father in terms of business and what I got from my mother in terms of helping people and combine yeah. those two. And then when I was in medical school, I wasn't happy. I was quite upset because I wasn't feeling I belonged somewhere. I studied in the Netherlands, yeah. predominantly a white Dutch culture. Yeah. I was the only black female per doctor there yeah. mm -hmm. I felt left out and I thought I'm not getting the passion and the motivation so I found a diploma and I kind of like at the time there had, was no Google but I kind of did my research and I got involved into this uh, small business diploma and I thought maybe if I do this I can get my passion again into doing something for myself yeah and once I finished that the first thing I did was start my company called the students help in Africa and that's what you know you know exposed me to business building my own website. I started making my own website when I was in my 20s and coding with HTML using Dreamweaver. I mean, I did all of that and I did not sleep. I didn't eat. I was even yeah, it hospitalized. Yeah, does, it doesn't allow you to no, sleep. No, no, it no, doesn't. Because right? <laughs> you're involved in your own baby. You're yeah. actually, you know, making something. Yeah. So the, the medical knowledge at that time didn't come in, but I was using my platform mm -hmm which were medical students, yeah. and helping them meet a need. And a lot of them wanted to work in Africa. Yeah. But nobody was there to put the pieces together. Yeah. And I could put the pieces together. Yeah. So that was an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. All right. I love that. That Okay, that's entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's really devotion. Yeah. Perfect example of yeah. entrepreneurship. Talking about floppy disks, that, that's just by the way. I, I found one recently. And did can you can you believe it? It can only handle 2 MB. <laughs> And the time it took, I know, right? Two MBs, wow, two MB. Those were the days, man. I mean, do you remember the? I was playing Corvette back in the days. I love that game. I don't know that one. Red Corvette, and that—that's it. Was just a racing game with like the police chasing you, right? And I would just get in trouble just so that police stops me and gives me a speeding ticket. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Oh wow, I I love how that you know that that inventive. Uh, period for you came mm, about. Mm. Is is that what has brought you to Hello Doc, which is the app? Could could you share a bit more about that? Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I kind of gave you guys a little synopsis of my travel. Yeah. Back, but always wanting to travel. Yeah. And I know that as a doctor, 
I, you know, I work with pa with patients, I listen to patients, but one of the things that I know in my heart, I need to move, I need to be in other countries, I need to see other people, yeah. but I also want to be able to take my work with me. Mm. And having lived as an expat, having lived as a foreign student, because I did a second master's in uh, Scotland and I, and I graduated in pediatrics emergency medicine, and I remember that those were really hectic periods in my life. I was working full time. I was a mother, uh, and I was also I can studying. Imagine. It was just it was insane. And I just remember one time, you know, on the verge of burning out, saying like, "Why can't I just give medical advice online? I'm also good at what I do, but why can't I do it on the video call? Because yeah. I can do it from home, and I don't have to be away from my mother, uh, from my child." Yeah. It came to a point when you know my kid is calling the babysitter mother. I'm like, okay, that's that's okay. Just, that's <laughs> you know, stop. Stop right there. You know. <laughs> And um, so I kind of came up with an idea. Well, technology was moving so fast at the time. Yeah. Remember when I said when I was back in my 20s, you know, coding HTML to make a website? What would take me two weeks to just do a landing page? I could do in an hour. And I thought, this is how fast technology is. Why is it not possible to get that medical advice from your doctor, especially if it's not acute, right? And the working in the emergency medicine, I know how to discern between something that's really emergency yeah and what's not because we got all of them we got the whole mix we got people who were really sick and needed help and we got people who like you know you could have gone to the doctor the next day right <laughs> so i kind of knew how to uh triage and get the you know ask the right questions and get you know the answers that i needed to at least give advice and and coming back to the netherlands i knew at that point that my lifestyle had to change because obviously my child is growing older and i want to be able to spend more quality time and I came up with an, you know, with a with a concept. Let's do, you know, medic medicine online. Let's give advice to people who need it online. Um, yeah. And then I I kind of just put things on paper. I worked with a, 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 another business partner of mine at the time. And then the, the concept won a prize, and we could go to Silicon Valley. We went to California to present this idea that hey, you can give uh, online advice, uh, you know, to patients. It was already quite successful in the United States. So by the time I got there, they were like, yeah, it's already happening here. Yeah. But you wanted to do this in the Netherlands, and we know that the Dutch market is probably one of the hardest markets to penetrate globally. That's what they said. Oh, but everybody knows yeah. that if you're doing a business and you're in the Netherlands, if it works, you've you've, you've succeeded because we I never knew. We do know that Dutch people are quite skeptical when it comes to anything new, right? Yeah. So even when I got there, the they said to me. If you can make it work in the Netherlands, come back and we'll talk to you because of you know the Dutch market is quite hard to penetrate. So I came back with a you know renewed energy, changed the concept somewhat, and by 2019 I had created this Hello Doc platform, which I've designed the website myself. I mean, Look at that. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, nowadays it's quite easy. Huh? I told you <laughs> what yeah. took me two weeks. I can do it now in you know gotcha. in an hour just because I have the tech uh, knowledge of how to do that. But it's grown. I have now a team of four. We're now five of us. So I've just gotten two, uh, four other people on board, two doctors, two um, assistants, one medical uh, student, and a strategic officer. And we are running this together. And it's wow. going really well. I, uh, I'm, I'm pretty proud of where we are right now. Yeah. Wow. That's really, really cool. Yeah. So going back to your journey, because... Um, questions that pop up in my mind is is did you study all of this in English or Dutch how did you go about with cultural differences mentioning that you know it was predominantly white you yeah. know how how did you go about with that and how was that journey uh, like I said, uh, the journey was painful. I, I felt <laughs> I felt extremely left out. I, I felt oh. not misplaced, and I mean to be honest, not only am I 
a woman, I'm black, and I'm really small compared to these Dutch, <laughs> tall, tall. Amazonian, <laughs> you know? And I was like, I don't fit here at all. Right. It took me a long time to find um, my place. And I can only say that I think I've kind of found it maybe because I have my, my own platform now, Hello Dog, where yeah. I can actually reach out to the people that I feel they understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. So you mentioned, did I study in Dutch? It was all in Dutch. Okay, so I had to switch from English to Dutch. That was already the hard part. Um, when I Even when I would go into internships, and um, and I, I will just be out there and say I never experienced racism or discrimination during my medical career, but I did feel there was sometimes like, especially when I finished um, uh, um, studying, and I mean as a student, when I wanted to get a job, that's probably when it really hit me that, okay, you're going to have it pretty tough now. because The preference. The, yeah, the preference For the other strong. Exactly. Yeah. It was much stronger. As a student, nobody cares. You do the work and, you yeah. know, you graduate, you get your studies, uh, your grades, you're fine. Mm -hmm. But once you graduate and then you go to the real world, that's yeah. when I really realized that, oh, I, maybe this is not the place for me. And that's probably the reason why I decided to move back to the England at that stage. It was right. just about two years after I graduated that I said, I can't do this here. Was this before Scotland? This was before Scotland, yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. yeah. yeah. And I also love how your, because um, Hello Dog, I, I know it's 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 not just a general platform, it's really um, for specific, specific cases. And we're going to talk about that uh, in a bit. Mm. In the meantime, I just want to give a shout out to uh, those of you who tuned in. Patrick Owusu, thank you for uh, listening on this uh, Sunday evening. Nanakwesi, who is like my top fan, <laughs> thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Uh, Pastor Gil, thank you for your undivided attention on this uh, Sunday evening. And Max Kofi, also, thank you. I know that you are so much passionate about African matters. Uh, we are talking to uh, Sabina Fonderson, who is a medical doctor and uh, founder of Hello Doc, which is an online medical advice for health professionals in the Netherlands. We're just going to listen to a song, and when we are back, we're going to talk about you know how this is specifically for specific health professionals in the Netherlands. And I'm also keen to know how, how this worked because I know you had a busy schedule and you were like, this has to be more efficient. I, I want to give my knowledge from from home, from, from a place Absolutely. that you know uh, allows us to work with this digital marketing uh, sphere. Yeah. We're going to talk about that in a bit. Uh, but first, let's listen to, uh, um, you know, uh, um, Piqua microphone is what the, uh, uh, the song. Uh, you're still listening to uh, Africa on Focus. And I'm your host, Miss Abba. And uh, every week I promise to talk about, you know, uh, subjects that relate to us Africans and that can empower us, enrich us in uh, in all aspects. And today is, is quite of a health topic. And I'm talking to uh, a lovely lady, uh, Sabina Fonderson, that has... Um, that has quite something specific, and she. This is this is pretty much a mash between your medical, your entrepreneurial, and your tech side because she she can program like she can put a whole website <laughs> together, HTML and stuff like that. And uh, earlier on, we talked about her journey as in um, this journey of a doctor and traveling. And one thing I really love is that the the part where you know you want to help people but also specific people could you share a bit uh about hello dog and who it is specifically for and why this specific issue or problem thank yeah um so hello dog is really uh geared to foreign students in the netherlands and professional internationals huh? mm -hmm. the reason being um 
again, although I've lived here for quite a long time, I still feel like a foreigner uh, uh, <laughs> from time to time. And I and I believe that um, when it comes to your healthcare, there should not be the reason for not getting healthcare should not be due to language or mm. cultural barriers. You know. Um, I'll give you an example. One of the things I do next to my work is I volunteer for um, Doctors of the World. It's in Amsterdam, and it's a foundation that gears towards immigrants who have no documentations, who don't have papers. Mm-hmm. And I volunteer there because um, the motto is healthcare should be accessible to everybody, regardless of your background and regardless of whether you have documents. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of GPs in this country don't know that. So they might be, for example, get somebody who comes into their practice who wants to register. But the, the first thing they will ask you is your ID. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have ID, they will say, well, you don't have ID. I can't take you. That's actually against human rights. Right. It is. So one of the things that Hello Dog really is about is to make sure that no matter where you come from, where you're coming from, you should have access to healthcare. So that's number one focus. The reason why we focus on foreign students and expats because these are the ones who might not know how the healthcare system works. They kind of get lost in translation because the healthcare system in the Netherlands, although one of the best, is still quite um, um, hard yes. to access. It's a bit complicated. It's, it's, yeah. It can be quite complicated, right? Because in, in, in other countries, if you are sick and you have something with your tummy, you go and see a surgeon who is specializing in, yeah. in intestines. If you're yeah. sick with you're something, you might think you have a... Um, you're dizzy, you go and see a specialist in neurology. Yeah. Uh, if your child is sick in other countries, you go see a child doctor, a pediatrician. But mm-hmm. in Netherlands, people don't know that. No, if you're sick, you go and see a GP. Right. He's the gatekeeper. Yeah. Without him or her, mm. you cannot access any other doctor Without in this country. No you will not get any other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And people don't get that. So they're thinking, uh, what's a GP? What's a generalist? I, I know I have an issue with my head. I need to see a specialist who mm. specializes in head issues. So it's very different here. So there's that already that disconnect in terms of how the healthcare is structured here, and the fact that they need to go to a generalist and he or she is the one that decides whether you go and see a specialist. That already can cause a lot of conflicts. Mm-hmm. So you would go there and say, "I have an issue with my tummy," and the doctor would be like, "You know what? We'll take blood tests or we'll wait and see." And they're like, "Wait and see." No, where I come from, when I say I have an issue with my tummy, I get blood tests done that day. Preferably, yeah. I get a scan done, and even better, I get medication, mm-hmm. and then I go home. And so here, there's a lot of wait and see uh, attitude, which actually is good because sometimes your body can handle it. Mm-hmm. But for many people coming from another country, they don't understand that, and that causes delays because now they go and Google things. They believe that that you know it becomes a whole big issue. So one of the things I really want to do is say, okay, look, you're coming to a new country. You need to get a GP. Hello Dog will help you get one because I'm not here to take over the GP care. What I want to do is offer a temporary solution for you from the moment that you get a GP. Yeah. Uh, from the moment you, you come here, you don't have a GP uh, because unfortunately uh, last month the uh, the Dutch uh, government, health uh, uh, ministry, declared that there's a shortage of GPs, general practitioners. So a lot of people coming in, they mm-hmm. don't even have the opportunity to be registered. Mm-hmm. So I offer that solution temporary. I help you get a GP, but more importantly, if you have an issue, I help you yeah. solve that medical issue through that. And we focus on foreign uh, students because, yeah, they they have issues, but I want them to also be able to go and do their medical, uh, oh, medical studies now. I want them to go yeah. and do their studies okay. And expats, because when they come here, they might have, previous uh, conditions and they haven't got the medication and I help them get what they need at that time. Yeah. But I always make sure that I give them a list of general practitioners in their neighborhood that they can contact. Mm-hmm. And again, it's only temporary because I 
I can offer, and I have to be realistic, although it's online and it's great, it can offer continuity of care. Mm. So we don't diagnose or treat chronic conditions because we feel yeah. like you still need to have somebody who knows you and knows your background. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of um um you know um contingencies in place so that we don't get people in a system where they kind of lost. We don't. I don't want mm. people to be lost in translation. I'm here to offer you temporary solution yeah um, and also guide you because what i also do is that i say okay so how is your relationship with your general practitioner if, if i get the impression it's not going well i give you advice one of the advice i always tell people is okay if you're not feeling that you're communicating well with your general practitioner write things down because sometimes i can imagine you're going there you're already anxious right you have somebody sitting next, you know in front of you saying what can i do for you Many times they're you know you know typing so it's not that it's not that you know <laughs> yeah there's no contact, connection no yeah connection. so I always say okay if that's the case don't worry about it the reason that they're typing unfortunately is because of all these regulations put on in place mm. to doctors now everything has to be typed everything has to be coded so don't look at that too much as a hindrance but make a list make your you know your top five things priority that you want for your mm-hmm. GP. And the culture here is different. So you're coming, like if you're an African coming from, uh, from, from back home, you know that when you go and see your doctor, oh, he's the specialist. He knows everything. He yeah. tells you what to do. But the culture here is different. You get to tell, well, not tell, but you get to have a dialogue with your doctor and mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm here because I have a cough. I would like this, mm-hmm. and I'm worried about this. What do you think mm-hmm. it is? Have that dialogue with them because the culture here is that you guys are all in equal uh, yeah. Footing, then it would be back home where you go and see your specialist and they basically say this is what you need goodbye go away yeah, yeah. so this is an advice you give online I give so. that advice to the people that I feel when I'm talking to them uh, I feel like they have a disconnect with uh, with their doctors and also I give this advice when I, I'm asked to talk because I get asked to talk in a lot of workshops yeah for example when I volunteer for doctors of the world and I talk to people who don't have documentation yeah. I give them this advice I say hey even if you're sick and if you, you don't have any papers, because you might be scared that the IND is going to come and, you know, take you away, you have right to health care. It's a human right. Yeah. So if somebody refuses you, you can actually complain because they have no right to refuse you. But once you're in there and you think the dialogue is not going well, this is what I would do. Take somebody who speaks Dutch, make a list, be very clear about your symptoms, about what it is that you are looking for, and let the doctor explain to you also why he or she thinks this is not the route because it typically makes sense why they yeah. give that kind of advice but usually the 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 frustration it comes earlier before mm-hmm. the doctor even has a chance to say hey this is what i think is good for you right yeah so if i understand it correctly the 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 platform is not only for the experts but also for I the want, private individuals i want anybody who feels like they need um, medical advice yeah and they're not getting their that from their current GP yeah. to contact me because I feel like I can give them the help or the advice they need for that temporary solution yeah and the best thing about it is that once you register all messages text messaging is for free the only time that I will say okay you got to pay uh, for my service is when you want me to diagnose something or you want me to prescribe then I request a video consultation because again for my own practice as a doctor I need to know who I'm seeing who I'm prescribing to yeah. who I'm diagnosing to and the video consultation is very easy that's why I love again IT is mobile if you <laughs> yeah. do it anywhere I, I, I use my phone my phone is my lifesaver yeah. I use it everywhere to do everything and I prescribe on my phone I, I do my video consultations I do so much I, I I, I edit my websites on my phone. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really something that really? I use. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. 
And what are some of the the cases that you often run into, or or some of yeah some of the requests yeah. that people often have? Sure. What 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 are some of them? Um, up till now, we haven't had any questions about coronavirus. And again, because I think that the Dutch system is great <laughs> yeah. in that sense, they will say go to your local public health uh, or your GP or your public health uh, organization, the GGD. Yeah. Um, but one many of the things I get are sore throats. Ah, so things like flu-like symptoms. But I also get really interesting things. For example, um, a student who has arrived in the Netherlands and she's known to have depression in her country, but she only has one week uh, left of medication. Mm -hmm. And then it's up to me now to say, okay, look, she just arrived into a new country with all the stresses. You know that if you go somewhere new and you suffer from mental health issue, any stress factor can exacerbate that mental health issue. So I have a video consultation with her. It's about 45 minutes. I ask her all these questions. And I also want to make sure that it's the person that, you know, she's yeah. she is. But based on the questions, I know that, yeah, this is the, the person who needs medication. I prescribe the medication, but I say, I'm only giving you four weeks, a month. And that's the time that you're going to have to register yourself yeah. with a general practitioner. And then I send her that. And I send her three general practitioners around her neighborhood that she can register to. So mm. that's the kind of help that, you know, we uh, I give. Another thing is that we also, I get uh, questions regarding even children. For example, mother whose child has a rash, she can contact HelloDoc and say, what does my child have? Mm. Because it's video consultation, you can actually, you know, get the mother to look, yeah, you know, to yeah. kind of focus on the rash. And we can consult and we can give uh, prescription medication. Uh, we get all types of, uh, of requests. So it's quite broad. But it also one of the things I want to say is that because they come through a system of text messaging, our initial messages tells us a lot. So we triage. I have one of, one of uh, my team members, Vini, she does all the triage. So she asks specific questions to know, okay, is this something that HelloDoc can uh, take care of? Or yeah. does that need to really go to the hospital or to another doctor? Yeah. Um, so um, we even get clients male clients who you know want information about sexual dysfunction they they're having problem you know uh, having yeah. um, sexual uh, intercourse with their partners and we can do these kind of things because we want them to feel confident we want them to feel safe and they yeah. also find it a safe environment to talk to somebody yeah. about so it's it's a wide range of things yeah mm. yeah so how is how is like helping people to understand that you know number one that you know they can trust you know, yeah. they can yeah. trust the person they're texting to. And has there been any type of difficulty with helping people to understand the fact that you easily work through an app? Mm -hmm. You know, do you do you notice any like within your 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 audience that it, it's harder to have older people to understand? Mm. Do you notice anything? That's a great question. <laughs> so in my day to day life, I see. Uh, patients of all ages, right? From yeah. zero to 92, 97, yeah. even the hundreds. I see all of them. But what I've noticed about this platform, HelloDoc, our demographic is very specific. So you're looking at people between their 20s and let's say mid 40s. Mm -hmm. And that's actually the generation that you want because they're already oh, tech savvy. Right. Yeah. So it's never been an issue with regards to do I trust you because you're a doctor. What I yeah. can say is that my, my website, I put my photo, I put you know the credentials that are needed. Yeah. And I think at that stage when you go on my platform and there are a few steps that you have to go through then you're like okay if I have to get through all those trouble to get to a doctor yeah. it makes sense because yeah. I, I as a doctor and a business owner I have to make sure that number one I'm very transparent but I have again key 
things in place to make sure that if anybody comes and says, hey, we want to take a look at what you're doing, I can be like, this is what I'm doing. I'm a doctor, I can do all this, and everything's in place to make sure it's privacy uh, yeah. uh, regulated, and I do not mess about. So people will be like, oh, can I call you? I'm like, no. You have to go through the platform because that's the only place I can make sure that it's private for you and yeah. I fulfill, at least in that sense, the regulations according to um, in, according to patient privacy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I haven't had any issues with regard to using the platform. I might have some people say, okay, the platform works well, but it's, yeah, I have to still take all these steps. Yeah. But I put those steps there just to make sure that I follow the mm -hmm. right rules yeah mm -hmm. are you the only doctor on, on the platform i am not no i'm lucky i am not anymore okay. because um uh, we've had a, a, an amazing growth in terms of people accessing our platform so in the recent couple of weeks i've had to hire you know new, new people. <laughs> so the business is growing <laughs> the business is growing, which is fantastic and yeah. i'm actually looking into hiring more and another reason why i have to do that is because I didn't tell you this, but I'm actually pursuing a PhD also full time. Oh, so next to this very busy platform that's growing, yeah. I'm a PhD student. So I'm I'm doing my PhD and I'm doing my medical training to be a GP. So I'm doing oh, all of wow. that at the same time. So this is great time for Hello Doc, but it's also very busy, and that's why I've, I've had to have extra uh, people. I've I've, I've yeah. just onboarded four people in the last three oh. weeks, and they've okay. been doing great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Thank so that you. really shows that you know what you're you're doing. There is a demand for it. It's a huge demand. I mean, if I if. Uh, I've never really wanted to go on social media and be like, hey, here I am on Hello Dog. Now, I, yeah, now it's you so much to. fun, yeah, mm -hmm. because people are actually asking about this, mm -hmm. and now I can just go in there. And that's a good thing about knowing your niche market, right? Once you know who your niche market is, yeah. it's easy to have a conversation mm -hmm. with them. If you go out there and throw, like, you know, go to everybody, who are you going to focus on? Exactly. How are you going to meet a demand for that particular person? Yeah. So the conversations I'm having with people on social media are very focused and very, like, yeah, you can help me. And then you know you're done. And I've just seen a huge growth in uh, people registra registration on our platform. It's huge. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, thank so you. So how do you, let's say, how do you get paid? Very good. Yeah. No, that's a good question. So at any business, you need to have a business model, right? Yeah. Um, at the moment, um, the text messages are, like I said, free. And basically what happens is that you register. You've got one uh, uh, one of my team staff, Hamid, he welcomes you to the platform. He's a communications officer. And then when you actually have a medical issue, he forwards you to Vini. She's a triageist, right? So she's asking a few questions. And based on those questions, we convert them into consultations. Okay. And those consultations where we get paid. All oh, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. Like, like the GP does. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. fair. Uh, in the meantime, uh, shout out to Mena Amma who is saying, Miss um, uh, Abba, it's always a great pleasure to watch and learn. Amazing how a dog can change the life of a person. Yes. So I think that relates yes. to the the story of your Absolutely. of your daughter. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Hosaya. Uh, uh, Hosan, thank you for uh, tuning in. She's like my classmate. Uh, thanks so much. And I think she also works in health. So this is really uh, uh, relatable for her. Street Africa, who says, may job bless you for your good work. Watching from Canada. And also for the show, she, I always feel proud of watching you with my family. Keep on doing the good work. Shout out to you, Street Africa, for uh, tuning in. And also GH Kings. Africans are really blessed with great people. Very sad that we don't celebrate our own. Uh, well, now is the time to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I really love how your app is, is, 
It's like it's changing the game, <laughs> basically. We are going uh, to even change it even more, and I and I say this because um, when you have your own startup, obviously you mm. you you never know where it's gonna go. Yeah, uh, it's been a journey. Um, that's another topic for obviously for yeah. another time. But where I am now, if you can imagine what Uber is. I want Hello Doc to be the Uber sure, yeah. of healthcare, where you can access a doctor when mm-hmm. it fits you. Because we need to change the dynamics of health. Yeah, the dynamics of health right now is that you have to physically go to somebody to get checked to, to with your issues. But you know, when you're sick, you're a consumer. Just like when you want to buy a car, you're a consumer. Yes, you go somewhere, but the consumer, the, the person selling you the car does everything to make you comfortable, yeah. does everything to give you what you need. Yeah. And we need to change that dynamic and make sure that patients feel like we are doing everything possible to make sure that you get the best care. Yeah. And unfortunately, in my experience, I feel like the African uh, diaspora is are neglected when it comes to get, giving them the best care. Yes, yeah. it has to do with culture. Yes, it has to do with language. Yeah. Uh, but we need to do a little bit more to encompass healthcare for everybody and Absolutely. not just for a specific uh, group. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So back to these investors of Silicon Valley. Have you now been able to convince them that you've been able to penetrate the Dutch market or will that? No, I, I haven't because the thing is is that now so many things have changed um, and I've... She doesn't I've, need them anymore. <laughs> no, no, I'm so glad you're saying this. It's because, and this is so funny. No, it's true. Uh, so much has changed and that I've, uh, I've been exposed also to a lot of startups and I kind of understand now the game of what it means to uh, raise money and uh, get investors. Um, I'll, I'll give you a small example. So a while ago, I was, I was approached by somebody and they, you know, loved my idea wants to be part of this and he said okay great let's sign an NDA so this is all for you guys starting a startup right and yeah, yeah make sure you have an NDA in place mm-hmm. what the, does NDA stand for uh, yeah it's a non-disclosure agreement mm-hmm. make sure you have an agreement in place that whatever you share whatever secrets of your company yeah, you share sure. that it's signed and they are not going to steal it or do something yeah. else with it and vice versa you want to protect yourself but they, they should feel protected sure. and I've been telling this particular person let's sign in NDA, blah, blah, no, it's okay, I have investors, they want this, blah, deep, blah. So finally, we uh, got introduced to the investor, they were willing to put a lot of money in it, and I was giving him, literally, my whole, you know, sauce and juice and how the recipe of what Hello Doc is, and before I knew it, he was incorporating that in his pitch and saying his company was powering my company. I'm like, wait, 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 you're, you're, not, you're not powering any, I, I'm doing this by myself, and this yeah. is mine, and I'm, I want to work with you, but I also need to know what's in it for me. Sure. And I didn't know how to have that conversation. I didn't know at that stage how to say to somebody, hey, I'm actually proud of what I've set up and it's really good. You can't just take this and say, you're powering it. I'm doing it. And I realized after a few conversations that it wasn't going to go anywhere. So this is to go back to what you said. I'm at the position where I don't really want anybody right now. We're good. <laughs> she, she needed Kimberly uh, Ofori on, for yes, this one. Yes, Kimberly Ofori, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. She's a scale-up consultant who was here right, uh, the other day. Yeah. And she talked about that, um, that that was often what women run into where... Um, um, how, how did she like even... Those, these conversations where you come to the table to negotiate certain things, mm. but that's where you really have to put 
like you go for what Ab- you think absolutely. you're worth. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But most of the time, you don't really have the power. You don't value, you know? no. Yeah. But and then those conversations become very strange because all of a sudden, something <laughs> yeah. that you had put on the, you have worked hard, it becomes no. We're the ones who did that. No. Where were you? No. Yeah. No. Those you times there. when I was, you know, <laughs> late at night working, you weren't there helping me. Exactly. So I had to, I had to really say no. Uh, thank you, but no thanks. And seeing w- when I actually said to him, put it on paper. Show me what's in it for me. Yeah. And what he showed was definitely not in it for me. Right. I said, you know what? Thank you so much, but no thanks. So this is where I get to the yeah. stage where I can do it on my own, and my own is even better. What a good experience yeah, to, to be a lesson and be like, listen, it's it's growing, you know, yeah. and um, we're good. Yeah. Don't take anybody's um, uh, offer on face, you know, on face value. Um, Make yeah. sure that sure. whatever you have on the table, it really does completely fulfill what you know you're worth, and it should be yeah. ten times more. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So before we close, uh, I just want to know, because um, especially for Africans, uh, what are some of the the developments in the health of African people or things that we should be aware of? Yeah. Uh, could you share some about that? I am, I'm so glad you touched on this because one of the things that I still see and, you know, uh, I'm pretty, um, I'm not as active as I should be in the African um, community here. Yeah. But when I do go to parties, when I do go to events, um, I'm still thinking that we are we have, we we lack in our self concept of health, and I'm not talking about things like um, oh you know uh, smoking or drinking alcohol, but just the general nutrition concept. For example, if you see things that are served yeah. on the on the African table, <laughs> it's still you know a little bit the too, beverages. Yeah, the beverages. <laughs> it's still a little bit you know on the side of well, okay. In a few years from now, if you're diabetic, uh, don't be surprised, right? Of your cholesterol is high, don't be surprised. Yeah. I I would like us to be a bit more conscious. And the first thing I want to say is let's be more conscious about movement exercise. There's no shame in getting out there and sweating. Okay, women, and I'm talking to my sisters out there. Go out there, get into a gym, and just do your 25 minutes a day workout, whatever, because that's going to be the difference between you developing diabetes 10 years from now and you mm-hmm. being very healthy, having, you know, still being able to move around normally yeah. 40 years from now. Yeah. I'm not saying, I know it's hard to change um, dietary cultures, yeah? the mm-hmm. way you cook, you can't really change that. Even shopping, yeah? the way you shop for food, you can't, yeah. it takes a long, long time to change it. All I'm asking, add exercise to that. Get yeah. your children outdoors more. Get Go get a dog. It forces you <laughs> it forces you to go out, you know, when you don't yeah. want to. When it's cold, you're out there walking. It gives you a completely different dynamic in your family life when you know that you're exercising too. So that's the only, one of the main things I would say yeah. uh, for, for us as Africans living in Europe where the lifestyle is quite sedentary, where you don't really do much more than just go to work by maybe by bus. You might walk to the bus stop. It's still not enough. You need to get that 25, 30 minutes workout mm-hmm. every day just so that you can set the next 40 years a little bit different than you would. You, the way you would go to the doctor would be different than if you didn't. Sure, yeah. sure. It would help us a lot, yeah. especially for our, uh, what we call our dear aunties, you know, not having the pain when getting up, you right. know, Cause you see that the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. S- and this is one a patient I saw last week in her early 40s complaining of arthritic pain where all her joints are paining her but when you look at her she's she's obese she's obese she doesn't get any exercise done and one of the things that i need to do as a doctor is say to her okay i'm going to treat your pain now but i know what it is yes i'll send her to go and get x-rays but i know that in the two weeks time i'm gonna have to call her in and say let's talk about diet and exercise yeah that's a very hard 
conversation that I, up to now as a doctor, I still don't know how to penetrate with the African but to the defense of my aunties and uncles <laughs> i think they are trying because i do go to the gym and i see um yeah yeah more of them uh, i have to agree are subscribing I have to, agree. to uh, you know the yeah. gyms. and fortunately for us there's a fit for free over here um Good. like okay not even one block away yeah. and um um Next metro station, there's a basic fit, Perfect. and at the yeah. Bama station, there's another fit for yeah. free. So, um, the what this one opened two years ago, or one year ago, and the other one, yeah, um, similar, but you're, you're seeing the them more, now. yeah, yes, so it's great they are in actually this community. Yes. in this community, Absolutely. and it's Fantastic. over 40 years old. Like, the men are going there with their belly, <laughs> but still trying oh, to lift good. weight. Right. Yeah. Um, the women come there with their, um, you know, with their friends, just on a thread milk, whether they um, talk about yeah. whatever, but you know, there's and, movement, and I'm not sure what made them, you know, to I, take I that step. I, I think but I do know. it may be their kids, you know, being like, "Mom, just go to the gym," you know. No, I think you know? I do know because um, there was there was within the Ghanaian community specifically there were periods where a lot of Ghanaians died. Yeah. You know, it was there just it doesn't happen often, but there were a, a, a few Young. periods where within one year it was just. One after another, young. yeah, There's and always, just yeah. where people were like, the of the, yeah, the exactly, yeah. yeah. So, there were um, some areas where people looked at where they were like, okay, health, I need to be more conscious, and also okay. life insurance. You know, there were yeah. some some issues that really, um, yeah, yeah, okay. some well, sort great. of um, so we need more of that. And yeah. I'm glad that you said that it's happening, but we need more because yeah. what happens is that. Uh, on the last note, you're looking at things like uh, cardiovascular, so heart disease, diabetes, but cancer. Cancer in Africans oh. is, is a completely different, again, uh, you know, landscape than it is, it is in Europeans. Mm -hmm. And so we need to talk about those things too. Yeah. And, and, and if we can be open about what we're feeling in terms of our pains and aches yeah. as early as possible, it will make a huge difference to our next generation so that they know Absolutely. it's okay to word these things. It's okay to talk about um, a fear of, you know, sexual, you know, disease. It's okay to talk about, you know, this weird chest pains I'm having. And it's okay to talk about, well, I, I feel something, but I don't have to be ashamed to have it checked out. Yeah. So we need to have that di that discussion a lot more. Yeah. That's why it's important to have these kind of uh, discussions <laughs> yeah. here. Very excited so about that. Yeah. I remember as a young girl, I would be surprised if I would see an auntie running. I'm like, why am I surprised to yeah. see an auntie yeah. running? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy about this change and hearing a lot more of the 50 plus people be like, oh Absolutely. no, don't eat too many donuts, yeah. the sugar is too much. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So um, um, yeah, I, I hope to see more of that within our communities. Yeah. And um, just before we close, where can people find you? I, I discovered your website. I shared it on the Facebook timeline. Could you uh, give a call out uh, to where people can find you, contact you, the app? Is it on iPhone? Is it on Android? Uh, yeah. Tell us. So, um, before I get into the app, remember I said that Hello Dog is going to be the Uber for healthcare. Uh, we are working yeah. on that now. I have my team uh, in India working on it now. So we're hoping to launch that in uh, September. Uh, but you can find Great. me on uh, Facebook, Sabine Fonderson. You can find me on Instagram, Sabine Fonderson. You can find Hello Doc uh, underscore NL on Instagram and also on Facebook. Um, but seriously, if, if you Google my name, you'll, you'll just find me because I'm pretty it. active. Yeah. I like being on social media. Okay, that's a good yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a great way to, to communicate with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
Okay. And also the website is uh, uh, hello. It's very simple. Hello. hello dog. Dot, dot NL. Dot yeah. NL. Mm-hmm. Where people I wasn't can able find. to buy the dot com yet, but uh, it will happen soon. Is it available? I, uh, no. <laughs> oh, Unfortunately. Gosh. Yeah, it's just yeah. a matter of time. It's a matter of time. I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. Can people abroad contact you? I have had people abroad contact me. I would give medical advice, uh, at, of course, but I would not um, be able to prescribe. Sure. Uh, because obviously, if it's abroad, and even to c- give a diagnosis, I won't be able to do mm-hmm. because I'm I'm officially licensed to practice medicine in the, in the Netherlands. Netherlands. But if they do live here and happen to be living abroad and they live here, absolutely, I'll yeah. Do that. Mm-hmm. And lastly, to know because I'm super curious, sure. what are the plans for Africa? Okay, no, that's a great thing. Uh, I'm so glad you asked this. But the plans for Africa is that Hello Dog is going to go to Africa. And what we're going to do there is we're going to make rapid tests a lot more feasible. So right now I'm I'm talking, I'm trying to partner with a company that creates uh, rapid kits. uh, For example, you can now get your HIV test done rapidly. That's already quite well known in in Africa. But we want to extend that to a lot more tests and a lot more possibilities. And open like these kind of pop-up clinics where people can just get their test done within 30 minutes. You 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 have a consultation with a nurse or a doctor get your test get your treatments you're done yeah that's where hello doc is going when it comes to africa yeah yeah smoothening the process absolutely yeah Any it's taking process. too long yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely um well again i i wish this conversation could go on and on and on because <laughs> this is so much enlightening yeah. and uh so empowering also knowing as you know within the theme of women's day um heading for your phd yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made your own website yeah. developer yeah. everything yeah. all of that yeah. and also raising uh, uh your kid who's going to be a dog professor who's going to yeah. be a dog professor as well <laughs> yeah. um that is even empowering to know that yeah. type of story that yeah. it is possible to you know with hard work perseverance having a plan yeah. not overlooking your talents yeah. and all of that to make that possible yeah. so i i also want to like congratulate you on your success oh, you. Uh, so far yeah, it um, thank you I, I i'm looking forward to sharing more of it and and to have you back one day on when you know another highlight the september one is, yeah, is there that'll be great and uh to talk some more about health especially uh, for us africans absolutely let's get absolutely. together let's move a little bit more yes let's change the way that we d- we communicate with our doctors and our health practitioners yeah. simply because it's important to us and for our next generation so yeah. that's really my message to everybody out there Oh, thanks so much again for Thank coming. Thank you so much for having Sabina me. Sabina <laughs> Fonderson. And uh, thanks to everybody that tuned in and engaged in the conversation. It was uh, so much knowledge. Uh, look out for Africa on Focus, uh, the podcast. We are on all your streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, and also uh, since recently on Aftown. And um, I look forward because every Wednesday I'm dropping up a new uh, recap of our episode Find Africa on Focus on all uh, social media platforms. Uh, upcoming artists, if you have new music, send it to, please send it to radio at africaonfocus.com. And also follow me on uh, social media, which is Miss Abba. Uh, check out my new music. I'm promoting my own music. <laughs> Last month, I dropped the Love Bundle, which was a, a, a mixtape. Uh, three songs, listen to it. It's that feel-good uh, music for your uh, quiet time or whatever. And um, also, you know, take care of each other. Wash your hands. Stay hygienic. <laughs> Coronavirus-free is what we uh, <laughs> what we say. It. Wash your was it wash your face? No, don't don't touch your face. <laughs> don't touch your face. Oh yeah, yeah. That that is also another thing. 
And um, I'll be sure to catch you next week. We will be having the ladies of uh, um, this African platform. They're having a women empowering event on the 28th of March. And they had their um, seminar in Lagos and Accra. They were here at the show before. So they're going to inform us on uh, how that's been going. Somi and uh, uh, Linda will be having them back on the show. Uh, we'll be catching you next week, of course, 7 p.m. Um, my name was Miss Abu. We'll be ending with the Sakodie on his record bumper. And thank you for listening to Africa on Focus. We air live every Sunday on High Radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Abba. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle. <laughs>